Week 10 of the 2022 NFL season has just concluded and appears that Tampa Bay and Green Bay are back. And also, we might have ourselves a potential Super Bowl matchup between the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills. And also, is Dak Prescott the weakest link with the Dallas Cowboys? Let's talk about it. But first, let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Bruce Stilled. I'm Rose Brandon, and for this edition of Bruce Stilled, I'll be recapping week 10 of the 2022 NFL season. That was definitely a turning point for several NFL teams, with a couple teams, such as Tampa Bay and Green Bay, turning their seasons around. But first still, before I recap this week's NFL season, what beer am I pairing for week 10 of the 2022 NFL season? Well, that beer is called Cream Get the Honey. This beer comes from Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn, New York. This excellent beer is a hazy IPA, brewed with mosaic hops along with New York State orange blossom, honey, and oats. This is a honey-style hazy IPA that does have a nice flavor to it and also has a very light taste and hoppiness that tends to separate it from other hazy IPAs. The tasting notes are blueberry and honey sweetness that will make one feel nostalgic for the lazy and hazy days of summer. It has a 6% ABV and comes in a 16-ounce can that has art that looks like a honeycomb. It's definitely a beer I'd like to see someday in a bottle due to the nice design on the label. And again, that beer is called Cream Get the Honey from Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn, New York. An excellent craft beer for the 2022 NFL season. Definitely do check it out. The first game on the list is the Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the NFL's inaugural game in Germany, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won a key second game in a row against a strong Seattle Seahawks team. By a score of 21-16, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay held off a comeback attempt by the Seahawks to raise the record to 5-5. Five and five. This victory is essential to Buccaneers as they're now leading the NFC South and they may very well be in the process of making a drive in the second half of the NFL season. Tom Brady threw for 258 yards, two touchdowns, with one interception. This is definitely a big win for Tampa with this also being the first game in Germany for the National Football League as he also announced more games in Germany in the future. As for the Seahawks, they're now 6-4 and four, as they do have a good position in the NFC West with the 49ers as their only competition. Tampa Bay will face off against the Cleveland Browns in Week 11 in what should be a win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as it do see them making a run in the season's second half. Game number two on the list is the Buffalo Bills versus the Minnesota Vikings. It was been seen as game of the week. The Minnesota Vikings won in a road game in Buffalo. It was an upset over the AFC dominating Buffalo Bills. In a game that went into overtime, the Vikings secured a victory over the Buffalo Bills by winning the game by a score of 33-30. It was a surprise Josh Allen played this game for Buffalo after speculation he would not play due to being a concussion protocol. Josh Allen ended up playing by throwing for 330 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions as he faced stiff resistance from the Vikings defense. In what wasn't much better for the Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, he threw for 357 yards, one touchdown, and also two interceptions as he also faced strong opposition from the Buffalo defense. In the end though, the Vikings won the game in overtime in a play where the Vikings intercepted a pass thrown by Josh Allen. The Vikings are now 8-1 as they are now a strong
strong contender in the NFC Conference, while the Buffalo Bills are now 6-3, and, and this game makes me wonder if this game was a Super Bowl preview game. More on that later in the questions segment. Third game on the list is the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears. In an NFC North matchup, the Detroit Lions rose to the occasion as they staged a comeback against the Chicago Bears as they defeated the Chicago Bears by a score of 31-30 in a high-scoring game. Lions running back Jamal Adams helped seal the deal for the Lions as he scored a one-yard touchdown run in the closing minutes. The Detroit Lions are now 3-6 and six, as they have now won two games in a row as they might be gaining some momentum in the NFC North by securing two divisional games back-to-back in two key wins. For the Bears, despite their loss, their quarterback Justin Fields threw for 167 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. And for rushing yards, he had 13 carries, 147 yards, and two touchdowns, making Justin Fields the Chicago Bears' most valuable asset, as he is indeed a one-man show in the struggling Bears team. The question now is, can Fields keep this going? Game number four is the Cleveland Browns and the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins continued their AFC dominance by also gaining the lead in the AFC East, as they defeated the Cleveland Browns by a score of 39-17 in a dominating win for the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins quarterback Tua threw for 285 yards with three touchdowns as the Dolphins continue to be a dominant offensive machine in the AFC and also the NFL, as they're also now being seen as a Super Bowl contender. As for the Browns, they're now 3-6, and six, and they will not have enough wins by the time Deshaun Watson returns from his suspension. Going back to the Dolphins, they're now 7-3, and three, and they're also leading the AFC East, as he overtook the Buffalo Bills with this win. We shall see if they can build on this momentum going forward in the season, and also overtake Buffalo permanently in the AFC East. The fifth game on the list is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Las Vegas Raiders. In his debut game as interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts, Jeff Saturday got his first win with the Colts with the win against the Las Vegas Raiders. The Colts won by a score of 25-20 in what was a close game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Matt Ryan was the starting quarterback for the Colts in where he threw for 222 yards with one touchdown, while the rushing game for the Colts that was led by Jonathan Taylor had 147 yards with one touchdown, which was also key for the Colts' victory. For the Raiders, quarterback Derek Carr threw for 248 yards with two touchdowns, but it wasn't enough for the Raiders to secure a win. This now brings the Colts to a 4-5 record, but a key number is that Jeff Saturday is now 1-0 as their head coach in the NFL, as winning games will be key if Jeff Saturday will remain as head coach for the Colts after this season. For the Raiders, as I mentioned last week, their season is over, as they are now 2-7 because of this loss, and the clock might be ticking for Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels, as the losses for the Raiders continue to pile up. Game number six is the Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams. In another key divisional matchup game this week, the Arizona Cardinals won their game over the Los Angeles Rams by a score of 27-17, with a 10-point difference. These are two teams who are at the bottom of their division, being the NFC West, so a victory was needed from both of these teams in order to stay relevant in their division. But the thing was, only one team could win, and that team was the Cardinals. Another intriguing part of this game was that the starting quarterbacks for both teams, Matt Stafford for the Rams and Kyler Murray for the Cardinals were both out due to injury, causing both the Rams and the Cardinals to rely on their backup quarterbacks. The Rams also suffered another setback in this game as he might have lost Cooper Cup, their valuable wide receiver, to a possible serious ankle injury, which is the last thing the Rams need in this year's NFL season. This win now brings the Cardinals to a 4-6 record, and the Rams, they're now 3-6, yet the Seahawks are still 
final command of the NFC West. This now brings me to game number seven, my least favorite game on the list. And that game is the Dallas Cowboys versus the Green Bay Packers. You ever get a vibe that a game isn't going to go very well before it's even played? Well, as a Cowboys fan, I got that vibe earlier in the week, and sadly that vibe was correct as the Cowboys lost to the Green Bay Packers in overtime by a score of 31-28. This game was Mike McCarthy's homecoming game in Green Bay, and the first time he coached against his former quarterback Aaron Rodgers. As for the game, Aaron Rodgers threw 224 yards for three touchdowns in what has been so far the best game he's had this season. The game was a big win for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers as they ended a five-game losing streak, and they may have also rejuvenated their entire NFL season. As for the Cowboys, their quarterback, Dak Prescott, threw for 265 yards, three touchdowns, and a costly two interceptions. This game was a trap for the Cowboys, as despite having a lead, Aaron Rodgers overcame the odds. Cowboys are now 6-3, as they continue to stay behind the Eagles, while the Giants have now surpassed them in the NFC East standings. As for the Packers, they're now 4-6, so if they're going to make the playoffs in a run, they need to keep winning going forward. If the Packers do make the playoffs, it'll likely be a wildcard spot, and it can maybe, just maybe, result in a rematch game against the Dallas Cowboys. It was an ugly game. I didn't like it. I'm not very happy with the Cowboys right now. They screwed up a lot of things in this game. The Cowboys had a chance to win this game. They should have won easily. They were predicted to win this game against the Packers, but in the end, like always, the hype came back to haunt the Cowboys. Game number eight on the list is the 49ers and the Los Angeles Chargers. For the Sunday night game, which was a West Coast matchup between the 49ers and the Chargers, the 49ers defeated the Los Angeles Chargers by a score of 22 to 16. Jimmy Garoppolo and Christian McCaffrey from the 49ers each scored rushing touchdowns in this game, which was key to the 49ers' victory along with their defense. This game was a must-win for the 49ers as they're looking to overtake the Seattle Seahawks and keep pace with them in the race to win the NFC West, because right now it's between those two teams. The 49ers are now 5-4, while the Chargers are now 5-4 as well, which does keep them in the AFC West race as long as they win next week. But this loss for the Chargers will only continue to raise questions for their head coach, Brandon Staley, who has come under the microscope this season given his decision-making on the field, and there's also a Sean Payton factor that has been linked to the Los Angeles Chargers. So that concludes my recap of eight games that really stood out in this past weekend's NFL action for NFL Week 10. This now brings me to the question segment for NFL Week 10 of the 2022 NFL season, starting with number one. And that question is, is Tampa Bay making a run for the playoffs? I say yes. Last week I did speculate on this, and that is, never underestimate Tom Brady, never go against Tom Brady, because when someone does, Tom Brady always finds a way to prove them wrong, and Tom Brady so far is doing that. With two wins in a row, and also next week coming up against the Browns, I do expect Tampa Bay to win three games in a row, which really does set them up to make a perfect playoff run to make the playoffs in this year's NFL season by salvaging what started as a very disappointing season, but right now, that appears to be turned around as Tom Brady and Tampa Bay have won two games in a row. They won the inaugural game in Germany to an overseas crowd and a sold-out game. This game is going to give Tampa Bay a lot of momentum going into Week 11 against the Browns, and I do believe even beyond. I do believe that Tom Brady and Tampa Bay are going to make a run to the playoffs. They're definitely going to win the NFC South because their main rival right now, the Falcons, appear to be neutralized in that race. So right now, Tampa Bay, they're on the right track, and the question to them making a run, and will it be successful? Right now, I say yes. Question number two is, could the Vikings and the Buffalo Bills meet again in the Super Bowl? That could happen because yesterday's game was the game of the week, one of the top games of the season, but it could also be more than that. It could be more of those on the field, on the camera, and what met the eye. This game could very well have been a Super Bowl preview 
video game. Both teams are very talented, they're doing well in their respective divisions, and also their respective conferences, one from the NFC, the other from the AFC. So, don't be surprised if the Buffalo Bills and Minnesota Vikings very well meet up again in the Super Bowl. It's still not likely given the competition in the NFC, such as the Eagles and Tampa Bay for the Vikings, and also for the Buffalo Bills facing competition now from the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, and also the Kansas City Chiefs. But, don't be surprised if we see ourselves a Super Bowl we never expected, and that is the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills between the two teams are much more likely to make the Super Bowl, but the way the Minnesota Vikings are playing right now, they could very well get there, and if they do, don't be surprised if their opponent is the Buffalo Bills. And a rematch game from what we saw on Sunday. Question number three on the list is, are the Fighting Dan Campbells back? Well, after yesterday with the Detroit Lions winning the game over the Chicago Bears, giving them two divisional wins in a row, could very well show the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell's team in the Fighting Spirit are indeed back in Detroit. But is it enough to make a playoff run this season? That there is not likely, but don't be surprised if the Detroit Lions indeed win more games this season and probably even win at least seven games. Probably even making a surprise playoff run, assuming things in the NFC go in the right direction, which probably won't happen, but the Detroit Lions could also surprise many by winning more games this season, showing that fighting nature they had from last season. So given these two wins, these back-to-back -back wins in their division, the Packers and now the Bears, the Detroit Lions might be back in their fighting mode by fighting to the end and winning key games, giving them recognition along with their reputation as a team that fights to the end by securing a victory every now and then. So I say yes. I do believe the Lions and Dan Campbell are back in their fighting spirit and may not get them in the playoffs, but as for the rebuild, it's definitely going in the right direction. And if the 2023 draft goes as well as it did last year, the Lions could be a team to watch in next year's NFL season because right now, they're definitely on track to make that happen. It's a process, but you must trust the process, and there's one coach in his league who trusts the process. That coach is Lions head coach Dan Campbell. Question number four on the list is, could the Dolphins win the AFC East? Well, right now, they're on the right track to make that happen. They're definitely leading the AFC East, for now at least, while the Buffalo Bills lost on Sunday to the Vikings. But right now, Dolphins, they're indeed a team on the rise. They're going in the right direction to be a team that has a lot of momentum on their side. They won a lot of games, a lot of key games, that is, and also right now, they're in command of the AFC East. But could the Dolphins maintain that for the rest of the season? It's possible, but don't count out the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are more likely to overtake the Dolphins later as the season progresses, as we are now in the second half. There's plenty of football yet to be played. There's plenty of time for the Buffalo Bills to regain the lead against the Dolphins in that division. But, there's also enough time for the Dolphins to continue winning enough games to win the AFC East. So, if I were to give an answer to this question, I say that is to be continued. But right now the Buffalo Bills, they're the main competition along the New York Jets for the Miami Dolphins. We have three teams in the AFC East vying for that title. With Buffalo, the Jets, and the Dolphins. But could the Dolphins be that team that wins that division? It's possible, but more likely it's going to go to Buffalo Bills. But even if they don't win that division, the Miami Dolphins are on their way to the playoffs, unless something catastrophic happens, which I don't see happening anytime soon, at least in this season. I still do believe that three teams from the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets, will make the AFC playoffs at the end of the season. But could the Dolphins be that team that wins that division? It's possible, but again, not likely that the Buffalo Bills are indeed a tougher team. But don't be surprised if the Miami Dolphins indeed win that division. Because they get momentum, but they must maintain it. Question number five is, will Jeff Saturday win enough games to secure the head coaching job with the 
Indianapolis Colts. On Sunday, Jeff Saturday won his first game as interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. In a key win over the Las Vegas Raiders, it was also an emotional game at the same time. This gives Jeff Saturday a 1-0 record so far, with plenty of games left to play. He also brought back Matt Ryan as a quarterback for the Colts in his win over the Raiders. So right now, Jeff Saturday, he's 1-0 as a coach of the Colts. But can Jeff Saturday win enough games to secure the job for the long term? And also, does he even want the job? These are a lot of unanswered questions that are going on right now. We don't know if they're going to win enough games this season. And also, we don't even know if Jeff Saturday even wants the job. But I do believe... So, there's a lot of unknowns at play here. But if Jeff Saturday wants the job, he's off to the right start. But also, after the season, assuming he does win enough games, there's a process he has to go through in order to secure that job, if indeed, the Colts want to retain him as their head coach going forward. But right now, Jeff Saturday, things are falling into place. They're on the right path, but also there's plenty of football left to be played this season, so this could be his only win. We just don't know. We don't know yet how many games he's going to win as their coach, interim head coach that is, but right now, he's on his new journey in the NFL along with the Colts. This is a new thing in the NFL in terms of the way Jeff Saturday was hired to be the interim head coach for the Colts. So right now, the question is, will Jeff Saturday win enough games to secure the head coaching job with the Colts? So far with his win over the Raiders, he's on the right path. But as mentioned earlier, there's a lot of variables at play if Jeff Saturday does indeed have a future as a head coach in the NFL, particularly with the Indianapolis Colts. But he did well. It was a great game. He won that game. And also Jeff Saturday being very likable, he definitely has an advantage, assuming he wins enough games with the Colts for the rest of the season. Question number six is, did the Green Bay Packers salvage their season with this win over the Cowboys? I say yes. They won a key game over the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers and receiving core had a really good game as well. So maybe the Packers found their groove, maybe they rejuvenated their season with Aaron Rodgers exercising past demons that are plaguing the Packers this season. He won a game without Devontae Adams, so maybe Aaron Rodgers and the Packers found a way to win and also regain their momentum in this year's NFL season, and maybe, just like the Tampa Buccaneers, they too might make a run into the playoffs, with the wildcard spot being their best case scenario. It will not be easy though. There's plenty of football yet to be played, a lot of competition in NFC, but the Grimmy Packers and Aaron Rodgers appear to reset their season, which gives them an advantage going forward. But a lot of work needs to be done to make this happen. Both Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they are a team indeed who's equipped to make that happen. And Aaron Rodgers could very well lead the Packers to a playoff run to the wildcard playoffs. Because this win was key for them, and they might have just rejuvenated their season going forward. Also, it's worth noting that the Packers are only one game behind to make a playoff spot in the playoffs. So, they're definitely in a good spot, but they must seize the opportunity. The seventh question on this is, question number seven is, is Dak Prescott the weakest link in Dallas? Well, after this game, it was a very ugly game for Dak Prescott in the loss against the Packers. And also, Dak Prescott really hasn't been performing as he should as quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, even after getting paid lots of money from the Cowboys in the contract he has now. Also, the defense for the Cowboys has been the main factor for their success this season, but Dak Prescott is indeed lagging behind. So it does appear to be that Dak Prescott is the weakest link in Dallas. But what is the solution for all this? How did the Dallas Cowboys fix this problem with Dak Prescott being the weakest link? They may have to sign Odell Beckham Jr. as a wide receiver, but also they must do so 
very carefully, but also, it's only part of the solution. It's not going to fix the whole problem plaguing the Cowboys right now, and that is Dak Prescott being the weakest link. I think there's something going to play calling. Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, should not be calling the plays for the Cowboys. That belongs to Mike McCarthy, their head coach. I believe if Mike McCarthy, who is a much better play caller, starts calling the plays for the Cowboys, things will start to improve. But, they must assign it to Mike McCarthy, because I believe that theory is also part of the solution that will fix the problems facing the Cowboys, because they're not out of woods right now. There's still plenty of football left to be played, and the Cowboys could very well easily screw up the season going forward, while also ruining their playoff chances. Yesterday in Green Bay is a bad wake-up call for the Dallas Cowboys. It is a wake-up call from a nightmare that just didn't happen in their sleep, it happened in real life. The game was a disaster, and it must have happened again for the rest of the season, because there is growing competition in the NFC Conference, and the NFC East has the Giants and the Eagles, who are also main rivals for the Cowboys this season. So, the Cowboys, they gotta fix this, and they must fix it right away, because the Green Bay game should not have gone the way that it did. The Cowboys should have won that game. They should have kicked the ass of the Packers, but in the end, it never came to pass. This game did show a lot of vulnerabilities with the Cowboys. It showed weaknesses in their defense, and they can't even stop to run, and also, now wide receivers are starting to become a problem for them as well. So the Cowboys, they got a lot of work to do, but right now, their main weakest link right now is Dak Prescott. The solutions? First, I believe they gotta get Odell Beckham Jr., and after that, they got to assign the play-calling duties to Mike McCarthy in order to help fix that problem, but also, make adjustments to the defense in order to stop the run, and also contain threatening wide receivers. Because if they don't, the Cowboys, and hate to say this as a Cowboys fan, they could miss the playoffs. Yes, it's that bad. If they continue to screw around like this, they won't even make the playoffs. And if that happens, they'll be looking at a very ugly offseason. And that there concludes my questions segment for week 10 of the 2022 NFL season. We definitely still have plenty of football left to be played this season, and anything can and will happen in this season as the season progresses. Storylines are continuing to emerge that will no doubt play a critical role in the end of the 2022 NFL season. In the meantime, that shall do for me on this edition of Bruce Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your desired podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Also, do check out my guest interviews here in Bruce Stilled. I just recently talked with Andrew from Flatland Brewing, an excellent craft brewery. Do also stay tuned for future guest interviews here in Bruce Stilled from the craft beer and bourbon and whiskey industry. In the meantime, do enjoy some good craft beer, bourbon, and whiskey. I'm Heroes Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you all next time. Until then, be brewed, and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Cheers.